Good morning, Anchor community. I hope that your Tuesday is going well. Mine is going exceptionally well. Today, we got to meet with a company known as WattBlock that came in and started talking about electric vehicles and bodies corporate. Now, currently, I have only one electrical vehicle that I've had to deal with in one of the body corporates that I manage. And it was really interesting. But they're saying by 2030, there may be in a building that has, say, 30 lots, there may be 15, there may be half of those that are electric vehicles. So there's a great opportunity there for the body corporate to maybe look at a bit of future planning. But more importantly is what's going to happen if the committee and if the owners don't don't consider the position kind of like now. It's fine if we have, say, one or two or even three owners that come into a larger scheme and they're charging off the common property. I mean, assuming common property, electricity, other owners are happy for them to have that. But the big issue becomes when you have multiple owners connecting their electrical vehicles to charge is that it impacts on the switchboard and the output from the switchboard. So to upgrade the switchboard may be a $200,000 to $300,000 expense for the body corporate if they don't do a bit of kind of like pre-planning and think about are they going to require the electric vehicles being charged to be restricted to their charge, like 16 amps, for example, as opposed to 48. Makes it longer to charge the vehicle. But at 16, you know, there's more people that can charge at that rate as opposed to um, the load that's pulled when every single person is charging at 48. The other fascinating thing I learned is that a lot of electrical designers, when they design for a building, will build in about a 20% buffer. So they'll arrange for the building to have uh, about 20% more capacity than what they think it's going to actually use, just as a buffer. That buffer is going to be very quickly eaten up in schemes where electrical vehicles come in and owners are not paying for that electricity themselves. It's going through the common property and the switchboard isn't properly set up to do that. So how many of those schemes am I managing now? Well, it's really difficult to say. Electric vehicles, unfortunately, in Australia are still quite expensive, um, so much so that they're considered to be, I guess, a luxury item, which means that a lot of people might make the choice between buying an apartment, buying into um, an apartment complex and buying an electric vehicle. But those prices are going to go down. We know that batteries are going down. Um, I mean, even mobile phones 10 years ago, the first um, smartphone from Apple was released. Look how much that's changed. There are a lot... um, they're easier to get a hold of now. They're slightly cheaper now than they were back then when it was brand new technology. And there's a lot of competitors, which obviously makes it cheaper as well. So electric vehicles, I'm very excited about the idea of um, saving the environment. That appeals to me. But we need to start thinking now how where we find that electricity. Do we find it by having the scheme put in all LED lights? Do we put solar panels on the roof? These are things that cost money. We've got to raise money to do those projects. Do we do, how, how exactly do we work that out? Yeah, I'm very excited, but I'm also, a little bit of me is scared. <laughs> so I'd like to hear if you have any experience with electric vehicles and if you live in an apartment complex, I'd love to hear from you. Aside from that, everybody enjoy your Tuesday.